So what what I'm presenting to you today is uh, a part of my current research, my which is a work in progress still. So it is. Um, I mean, it's conceptual and focuses on denationalization, delocalization, humanitarianization, and depoliticization of migration and border management. And uh, its uh, geographical focus is on the externalization, Tunisia, Libya, and Egypt, what actors are doing what there. And the second part, which we uh, will deal with today, is focused on extraterritorialization, which means delocalization in territories like international waters in this case, which are not subject to um, the sovereignty of any uh, state. So a few words on the key concepts, uh, denationalization, uh, I use this term in the sense um, given to it by Saskia Sassen, which um, argues that there has been uh, um, and the, the, the role of uh, non-state actors have increased, which doesn't mean that uh, states are no longer important, but I mean there, there, there's a, um, an increasingly hybrid, uh, there are increasingly hybrid patterns of uh, power and of sovereignty. Uh, this we can also see in the field of migration and border management. Uh, because there, are, there, are, there has been an, a, 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 a stunning increase uh, of international organizations, uh, interna intergovernmental organizations and uh, non-governmental organizations participating to some extent in activities related to migration and border management. And this, uh, and also private companies. And this is also linked with the phenomenon of delocalization. Delocalization means that uh, activities related to migration and border management are being increasingly carried out away from the official demarcation line of the border of destination countries. Instead, they are increasingly being carried out within the territories of countries of destination, within the territories of countries of origin, within the territories of countries of transit. And also, as I said before, in extraterritorial areas such as international waters. And the fact that more and more non-state actors are involved in, 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 in border work is also explained by the, by, by the will of states to delocalize their border management activities, which they can't do by themselves. States of destination can't carry out border management in the territories of other countries because of sovereignty uh, principles. So non-state actors are in a way, or can be seen in a way, and to some extent at least, as uh, the uh, longer manus of, of uh, rich countries of destination. And not, all, not only non-state actors, but also some inter international and intergovernmental organizations. So they make delocalization possible. 
Humanitarianization means that uh, there has been both an increasing use of humanitarian uh, rhetorics from the side of state actors, for example, the Operation Mare Nostrum of the Italian Navy, uh, which was presented as a, li a life-saving operation, but in fact it was still mainly focused on, on preventing people from leaving. Uh, and secondly, the increasing uh, involvement of humanitarian actors, or of actors acting in the name of humanitarian values, in uh, the, the, the increasing involvement of such actors in, in border work. Uh, fourth, depoliticization of migration border management uh, means that by uh, relying more and more on the job done by non-state actors or international organizations and intergovernmental organizations whose work does not result and is not subjected to democratic uh, decision processes or democratic uh, scrutiny suggests that migration and border management is something which is uh, beyond uh, uh, the realm of politics uh, and also humanitarianization is uh, in a way contributing to this depoliticization because through the increasing role of humanitarian border work trains our attention on the issue of rescuing lives without um, uh, asking ourselves the question of why, for example, these people are risking their lives. So the research questions are, is there a multiplication and differentiation of non-state actors involved in migration management? What humanitarian activities are being carried out by what actors and, uh, and with what aim? What is the impact of such activities in terms of delocalization and depoliticization of the EU border? And uh, are these, in other words, are these actors just supporting states or are they uh, putting forward their own agendas instead, which could also be alternative agendas and, and uh, more politicized agendas. So I, I will talk today about um, certain rescue activities in the central Mediterranean, which means Strait of Sicily, the area between Italy and North Africa. Certain rescue activities carried out by NGOs. The first NGO carrying out certain rescue in the central in the Mediterranean in general was MOAS, which is a <coughs> Maltese um, NGO um, created to this specific purpose. And uh, and then the year after, MSF, Médecins Sans Frontières, uh, Doctors Without Borders, and a German, a small German uh, NGO, which was also like MOAS, created to this specific purpose. They also joined, they followed MOAS example. <coughs> and so the number of uh, NGO vessels involved in search and rescue increased 
uh, also the number of people rescued by NGOs increased. And this year, I mean, we, uh, I only have data regarding Sea-Watch, who already rescued almost 20,000 people. And uh, so there, there will be a huge increase in people rescued by NGOs because, as we can see here, this year there are 12 vessels. Last year there were four vessels and the first year there was only one vessel. So this year we have 12 vessels uh, carrying out search and rescue organized by, by NGOs. So I'm focusing on the work and the activities carried out by MOAS, MSF and Sea-Watch in the period from June 2015 to June 2016 with uh, uh, four vessels. One was, uh, I mean MOAS was on its own in the, during the first year and then 2015 it was together with uh, with MSF Amsterdam, whereas MSF Brussels and Rome and MSF Barcelona, they had their own uh, vessels. And the Sea-Watch was on its own. And then uh, this year, uh, MOAS ended its cooperation with MSF and they are carrying out search and rescue with the Red Cross, with two different vessels. Now, uh, the first thing I'm looking at is the their the political stance, so what, what they say about uh, border policies, but, uh, and uh, because humanitarian organizations, I mean this, is, this has always been a central, um, a crucial issue, to what extent is humanitarian work only about saving lives uh, and providing relief to the suffering, and to what extent is it or can it or should it also be uh, a, a political task? And MOAS is uh, uh, clearly, uh, clearly adopts a, a neutral position. They, they say save lives first, sort out the politics later or don't sort out at all because we must take politics out of search and rescue. Uh, MSF and Sea-Watch instead are very critical about the current EU uh, border regime and border policies. Uh, and they try to use their search and rescue activities in order to make uh, their voices heard. So they are trying to use the sea as a stage for them to voice their concerns and their criticism against uh, the current border regime. Uh, so they, they demand uh, safe and uh, legal ways for people to flee and Sea-Watch um, also organizes uh, political events uh, like last year in, in Berlin in front of the Bundestag they invited uh, 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 German MPs to, to climb on board a dinghy they had carried from the Mediterranean to Berlin uh, on the Spree River. However, they all, although international waters are free for navigation, but search and rescue is coordinated by the uh, Italian 
MRCC, which means uh, Maritime Rescue Coordination Center. Actually, they all carry out their activities in the area close to Libyan national waters, which theoretically fall under the Libyan search and rescue region. <coughs> By international law, the international waters are, are divided into search and rescue regions. And so in the area where they are carrying out search and rescue, it should be Libya taking the responsibility for search and rescue. But because of the unreliability of Libyan authorities, Italy has de facto taken over responsibilities for this area since late 2013. Now, everything, so although NGOs are theoretically free, I mean, when, 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 it, when it's about carrying out search and rescue, they are under the coordination of Italian authorities. So they are free, but search and rescue is uh, coordinated by Italian authorities, by the Italian Coast Guard. And uh, they also re request uh, NGOs to not only they uh, direct them and they tell them where to go, but they also ask them to ferry them to Italy. Which means, first of all, increased fuel costs. Secondly, and most, more, more importantly, for NGOs, leaving the search and rescue area and traveling to Sicily or even southern Italy, sometimes even Apulia, which means that you have to travel for a couple of days and then back. So you leave the area, you reduce search and rescue um, capacity. Although the Italian Coast Guard says that they always when they decide which boat should ferry migrants to the mainland, they always think about not reducing search and rescue capacities in the first place, but the problem is that the, the other vessels in the area are military vessels. So if an NGO leaves, then there are Navy vessels whose main task is not it's not search and rescue, but it's um, exchange of information and, and policing and trying to prevent uh, people from leaving Libya. So MSF and MOAS, they do accept people and they do accept to, to, to carry out the ferry service. Transfers, Sea-Watch had such a small boat the first year that they weren't able to, to carry anybody. And this year they have a larger vessel, but they didn't equip it in a way that is, is suitable. And anyway, they made it clear from the beginning, no, we don't want to take anyone on board. Uh, in the end, if they were officially uh, required to do so, they would have to do so, but uh, so far they were never forced to, to take people on board and ferry them. Uh, the MSF only has a problem with UNAF for MED because UNAF for MED is uh, um, the, the European mission which is focused on um, combating smugglers in Libya. So their activities are really focused on uh, the, it's, it's 
police activities in, in the first place. Uh, one reason for accepting to transfer people to the mainland for NGOs is that they have much more visibility when they disembark people because television and, and newspapers will report about uh, MSF disembarking 400 people whereas they won't report or only rarely report about Sea-Watch rescuing for, uh, 400 people at sea and then f uh, transshipping them to, to the MSF ship or to the Navy ship. So, of course, much more visibility, which means more donations, because they depend on donations, and also increased chances to make their political voices heard. So there are pros and cons. So why should a slower vessel ferry migrants to the mainland, a slower NGO vessel, if there are navy vessels and coast guard vessels which are much faster, so it doesn't make much sense. Anyway, another issue Cooperation with state authorities in regarding intelligence uh, activities. Uh, MOAS has no problems with this. They use drones. Drones take pictures of what they uh, fly over. Uh, their drones are also allowed to fly over Libyan waters. And um, at least on, on, on the, there was at least one, one occasion in which uh, Italian authorities asked and received uh, pictures from MOAS. At that time, MOAS was uh, working together with MSF, so there was uh, uh, there were frictions between MSF and MOAS because of this, because MSF is against the use of drones, and basically and. Uh, definitely against uh, sh the sharing information with uh, Italian police authorities. And uh, MSF and uh, Sea-Watch share the same uh, opinion. We, I mean, we do search and rescue, but we don't, we, we are not part of uh, <coughs> police investigations. Uh, and it's their job and we are not contributing to this. And whereas MOAS is um, not only using drones because, I mean, uh, they say, uh, and there's also a, a, there are also different positions regarding whether and in how far they are useful. Uh, because, I mean, they, they, uh, they are very expensive because 10,000 euro a day, 10,000 euro a day, so. But there's a relationship of sponsorship or semi-sponsorship uh, between the uh, security industry providing the, the, the drones and, the, and MOAS. So, and this is something I mean, which uh, would be also worth uh, investigating further. I mean, the, the connection between humanitarian border work and the interests of uh, uh, border um, security firms. Now, as I said before, um, MOAs are allowed to fly drones over Libyan waters, which could be useful. I mean, MSF say it's not useful anyway, the MOAs say it's very useful, but uh, regardless of whether it is and in how far it is useful, 
What do they do if they spot a vessel in Libyan waters? Because if you are in Libyan waters, if you, if you know that there is a vessel in Libyan waters, you can either wait until the vessel reaches international waters, or you can immediately contact the Italian authorities. <coughs> because you are under the coordination of the Italian authorities, of the Italian Maritime Rescue and Coordination Center. If the Italian authorities learn about a distress case in Libyan waters, they are obliged to contact their Libyan counter counterpart, their, their colleagues of the Libyan Coast Guard. And then the Libyan Coast Guard will send their vessels and take the people back. Now, of course, if there is a real distress, this should be, I mean, this should be the case, they should be rescued as soon as possible. But if there's no real distress, if they are navigating, and you contact the Italian Maritime Rescue Coordination Center, they will have to, because, and this is an interesting thing, because um, the obligation to start a, a search and rescue uh, operation is triggered by the fact that there is a distru distress at sea under international law. But the concept of distress is not <coughs> is open to interpretation. So it is, uh, and it is interpreted very differently. Italy decided three years ago to adopt a very a wide interpretation uh, as regards migrant boats, which means that every migrant boat, simply because, because they are all overcrowded, and being overcrowded means automatically that they're in distress. So all migrant boats are, which is good because on the one hand, because most of them are spotted when they're in, in international waters. So you launch immediately a search and rescue mission and you prevent uh, tragedies. But because of, 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 of you are adopting such a broad um, uh, interpretation, you will be obliged, if you learn of uh, uh, migrant boats in Libyan waters, to contact the, the Libyan Coast Guard. So they might go and get them back even if they would be still able to reach international waters and then be intercepted by uh, NGOs or the Italian Navy and brought to Italy. So what do MOAS do? We don't know because they don't tell. Whereas on the other hand, Sea-Watch has um, set up a, 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 a reconnaissance airplane a very small airplane, uh, in order to uh, observe what, what happens even in Libyan waters, uh, document human rights abuses, and, uh, and not report. I mean, they, they would not report cases of distress if it's not really a distress. I mean, they, they, they have a clear um, uh, political uh, stance in, in regarding this. They want people to get to Europe if they want to get to Europe. 
And uh, on the other hand, I mean, there's uh, agreement is a big, I mean, it's, it's an informal agreement. So it's something similar to what Sea-Watch is doing. Um, there used to be, so last year, 2015, there were hundreds of people, almost, yeah, 1,000 people, around 1,000 people were uh, on different occasions, like there was like uh, eight uh, instances where a migrant boat, boat uh, set off from Libya, from western Libya, close to the, to the Tunisian border. And then they uh, had um, engine problems or whatever, and they went adrift, and they were then spotted and rescued, and, and they were spotted by Tunisian fishermen. And the f Tunisian fishermen alerted the Tunisian Coast Guard. And so they were rescued by the Tunisian Coast Guard and brought to Tunisia, which is, again, unfortunate for them, because, I mean, it's maybe... I mean, they, they, many of them were then able to cross again to Libya and try and, 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 and um, try again to cross. Others remain trapped in Tunisia. Um, but again, it would have been much better for them if they had been rescued by uh, an, an NGO vessel or, or an Italian um, um, Navy ship. So what MSF is doing in Tunisia, among other things, I mean, they are doing many more things, uh, supporting migrants, providing medical aid and so on, and um, offering courses or about uh, training uh, or about search and rescue to the local authorities uh, as well as to the fishermen. But they have also informally agreed with the fishermen. I mean, if, if you find people in international waters, not in Tunisian waters, of course, but if you find them in international waters, consider that we are here, we, you can call us, you can call whoever you want, but we are there as well. You have a, so uh, I don't know what if there was any um, such case. Anyway, this year, no one was brought to Tunisia. This is um, for sure. I, I don't know if this was a result of, of such informal agreement. So they are, MSF and Sea-Watch are trying to do some, something in order for the humanitarian work, border work to also turn political. In spite of the fact, or even through uh, cooperation, in spite of the cooperation with um, European and Italian authorities, there, there have been so many meetings uh, aimed at enhancing uh, mutual understanding and, and uh, cooperation between um, uh, the navies, uh, the European mission UNA for MED, and, and, and Frontex and the NGOs involved uh, in search and rescue, which means that there is an attempt by uh, state authorities to turn the central Mediterranean into a, a, a yes, in, into a, a, a disciplined sea uh, space in which also non-governmental actors are co-opted into the border regime which, has, which, which is basically uh, created and, and shaped and controlled by state authorities. So this is the main 
concern of um, humanitarian actors such as MSF and uh, Sea-Watch, are we replacing states? Are we doing them a favor? Are we helping them? Are, are, are we substituting them and, and, and relieving them from their responsibilities? Are we doing what they should do? Which means rescue people, rescuing people and increasing, increasing um, search and rescue capacities in the Strait of Sicily. And by doing this, are we allowing them to divert their uh, resources to, to uh, policing activities, which are not aimed at, at uh, uh, rescuing people, or not um, mainly, but are mainly aimed at preventing people from leaving for Europe. So, for one, we can conclude that Clearly, I mean, NGOs are being involved in a way in um, the delocalization of um, the Mediterranean border regime to international waters. NGOs have long been part of delocalization processes in the field of migration border management, but so far, I mean, until 2014, they were absent from international waters. So this is uh, something new. Secondly, also the process of humanitarianization of, of, of the EU border is now uh, being uh, delocalized to international waters, not only through uh, state actors, like, as I said before, uh, through the humanitarianization of uh, uh, policing activities, like presenting Frontex missions and UNAFORMED and, and, and other military missions as also aimed at rescuing lives, but also through the involvement of uh, NGOs. Now, the, uh, what, 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 is, what, what does this mean in terms of denationalization? Surely the, 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 the activities of um, search and rescue NGOs had little or, or no impact at all on uh, European border policies because they didn't change basically their, 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 their policies which are still aimed, as I said before, uh, at preventing people from attempting the sea crossing. So they are still focusing, if we just take the, 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 the last, the conclusions of the last um, EU Council, we see that again they are focused on agreements with uh, con uh, countries of origin and transit and so on. But they had, of course, an impact in terms of uh, overall search and rescue capacities in the central Mediterranean. So there's, there's, there's a role of NGOs which are in a way transforming the uh, picture of the central Mediterranean. Does, does this mean that there is, there is a, 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 they are contributing to the depoliticization process uh, I mentioned before or are they trying to repoliticize and um, uh, the, the EU sea border 
on the one hand, one could argue that they have no real autonomy and they are exploited by the states and they are uh, required to, to ferry, to do transfers and they are relieving them from their responsibilities and, and so they are re reinforcing the, the, the existing border regime which is, uh, and, and, and they are just handing over people to, to states that will, upon their disembarkment, they will um, illegalize those who are not allowed to ask for asylum, and they will Dublinize those who are allowed to ask for asylum, and so on. So they are contributing to, 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 to in a way, supporting this regime that they, uh, that they openly criticize. But on the other hand, MSF and Sea-Watch are trying to use the sea as a stage for voicing their protest again against uh, current, the, the current EU border regime. And uh, they are use, trying to use it um, in order to play the watchdogs and, uh, and, and, and to make their voice heard and denounce, uh, denounce uh, human rights abuses and so on. Thank you.